Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Given the amount of nonsense that has happened in the world of professional wrestling, you'd be forgiven for thinking that every single plan that ends up on a promoter's desk gets approved, and then we have to sit through it all. As it turns out, this is not the case, and as per usual, things that would have been awesome get canned, whereas the crap stuff, well, you know the rest. But my name is Simon from Culture. please do hit that subscribe button, and this is 10 shocking wrestling plans you won't believe almost haven't. <laughs> oh, hello there. Didn't hear you come in, etc, etc. Just before we continue with the video, I want to remind you that we are now stocking a brand new run of shocking wrestling plans you won't believe almost happened and shocking wrestling plans you won't believe actually happened. Our two book series about the most bizarre, absurd, scarcely comprehensible things that either did happen or very nearly happened in the crazy world of pro wrestling. They're $11.99 each from whatculture.bigcartel but because I'm really good to all of you you can have them both as a pair for $19.99. Shipping worldwide now. Link is in the description. See you later. Number 10, The Undertaker Hatches from a Giant Egg. We all remember two massive debuts at the 1990 Survivor Series. One was the arrival of The Undertaker, one of the best gimmicks ever. And the other was the gobbledygooker, a giant turkey that WWE genuinely wanted to be their mascot like Mario or Sonic. I am not kidding. Given how the company had been promising something was going to hatch from an egg at the pay-per-view, poor Mark Calloway, who had just signed up to work with Vince McMahon, was terrified that this was going to be his fate. He would be Eggman, which is kind of our second Sega mention, or the Yoker, which I just made up. But either way, it wouldn't be good. Rumors still suggest this could have been an option, as well as Taker being a Viking, which would have been interesting. In fact, goodness, we opted for what we did. I don't think a dude popping up from a chicken seed was going to go on to have a WrestleMania streak that would change everything. You do have to feel sorry for Hector Guerrero, though. He was not so lucky. Number 9, Booker T wins at WrestleMania. We all know what happened at WrestleMania 19. It will never make sense and was such an awful decision for more than one reason. I watched it once and will never go out of my way to see it again. The reason it's here at number 9, though, is that Booker T was meant to win his encounter with Triple H. Yep. This was the plan for a long old while before, for one reason or another, Hunter decided it would be much better if he had his hand raised so went and got the whole thing switched about. I'm not sure we will ever be able to justify this, even more so as Booker gets hit with a pedigree and has to lay there for about half his life until the game finally makes the pin. If you have always wondered why it feels like the five-time WCW champion is being set up for a big victory, though, it's because he was. That was the idea, and then one day it just wasn't. This happens a lot in WWE, 
and this is proof that it shouldn't. Number eight, Shawn Michaels versus Hulk Hogan, the trilogy. Yep, that is right. Well, we did get that mad SummerSlam main event when Shawn Michaels oversold everything Hulk Hogan gave him. This was meant to be the first of three matches that would end with the Hulkster finally winning two to one. So why didn't that go down? you already know. Because the reason HBK did decide to go into business for himself on this night is because days before the big showdown, he found out that Hulk had decided he didn't really want to lose to Michaels and therefore had cancelled the next two belts. It must have felt like a double kick in the balls as I'm sure Sean thought he could outpolitic Hogan and then swiftly found out he couldn't. He punished Hulk with this fish out of water routine, but I tell ya, kinda worked for me. I laugh every time I see this because it is so ridiculous and kind of astonishing it happened on live television. Oh, to have been a fly on the wall with Vince McMahon afterwards. Number seven, Muhammad Hassan. Do you know what the plan was for Muhammad Hassan at the Great American Bash 2005? He was going to beat The Undertaker. That is right. Furthermore, he would go on to SummerSlam and defeat Batista for the world title, and I suppose from there have somewhat of a lengthy reign. This did not go down, but the powers that be were well into the plan. Unfortunately, as we know, management then decided taste and decency weren't needed and had one of the worst angles on SmackDown before the pay-per-view, which was essentially a worked terrorist act. Rightfully so, everybody was outraged, and it got so bad, advertisers and the networks demanded that Hussein was taken off TV entirely... So instead, what we got was Taker destroying him by throwing him through the staging area. Never forget this was the last time we saw Mark Capani the wrestler too. His career was done. Number 6, WrestleMania 15's main event. The WrestleMania 15 main event saw The Rock and Steve Austin clash as their feud kicked into gear properly. They would do this again at WrestleMania 17 and 19, and yes, all of these rocked. Makes me feel happy just talking about it. As it turns out, though, the first clash almost didn't happen. Given this was back in 1999, when The Rock and Mankind were having a war for the ages, it was decided we should do a triple threat match and work Mick Foley into the last match on the show. There were also reports that Shawn Michaels was very vocal about Stone Cold not being in the thing at all. But that's just silly. You may as well have just burned a big bag of cash if you were going to do that. As a WrestleMania had never had a three-way main event, it was nixed pretty quickly as the majority felt like the gravitas would be taken away. Which does beg the question what happened 12 months later. Four people got in that thing. Ludicrous. Number five, Kane's replacement. This one has to be taken with a grain of salt, but hey, it is out there. The internet enjoys talking about such things. But when WWE decided to do Kane versus Imposter Kane, mostly as they'd done Undertaker versus Undertaker years prior, which also came with quite the low bar, it got scrapped pretty quickly when those writing this nonsense realized it was rubbish. I mean, everyone tried hard, but come on now, it didn't work. The whole point of this, however, was because Glenn Jacobs, the man behind the mask, was contemplating retiring, and if so, WWE didn't want to say goodbye to the character as well. Given that he did once wear a shield over his face, however, why not throw somebody else into the red costume instead? The story would have told us that the fake Kane was actually the real Kane, and the real Kane was the fake Kane, and I can only assume somebody had seen that Simpsons episode where Principal Skinner is actually Armin Tamzarian. If not, my word... They lost their minds. Number four, China, WWF champion. We all know the deal with Vince Russo. He was an important part of the Attitude Era, and while he had some really good ideas, he also had a lot of terrible ones. I mean, some were straight up offensive. He also didn't think that titles should be seen as any more than props, so at SummerSlam 1999 pitched that China should become the WWF champion because it would shock a lot of people. This is why she won that number one contender match on Raw before the big event. I suppose we were testing the waters. And in many ways, it is a shame we didn't do this. Being progressive is very important, and maybe we'd have gotten to the women's revolution 
faster than we actually did. Number three, breaking the streak. It always blows people's minds this, but no, Brock Lesnar finally beating The Undertaker's WrestleMania streak was not some sort of oh my gosh moment. Vince McMahon had thought about doing it loads. The first was Randy Orton when the Viper was full on with his legend killer gimmick, because what better way to establish that than by having him stop the dead man on ground where he had never been defeated. It was Orton who said no out of respect for Taker, and this happened again in 2008 with Edge. He flat out refused because he knew what came with such an accolade. Kurt Angle was also pitched the idea, as was Mark Henry, and when the Nexus was actually working, someone thought Wade Barrett may be a good candidate. We all know the deal with these, but again, don't think there was some incredible epiphany at WrestleMania 30. That time, Vince just didn't change his mind. Number two, WCW in WWE. When WWE bought WCW, the invasion angle was not the plan. Vince McMahon had decided to keep the company alive, although under his watch, and have Nitro replace Raw on Mondays. I am not joking around. You would have had to have watched SmackDown for your sports entertainment, and this was so far down the line, separate touring dates had even been drawn up. And then we got to July 2nd, 2001. As a test for all this, we just decked out Raw with WCW logos, commentators, and a match between Booker T and Buff Bagwell, and, well, it didn't go well at all. In fact, it was so bad, McMahon scrapped everything and went back to the drawing board... He also fired Buff. This always makes me go, well, what if? Because we were this close to having a brand split, but where one program was fully focused on WCW. I mean, what the hell would that look like today? We, obviously... We'll never know. Number one, the death of Vincent Kennedy McMahon. In 2007, Vince McMahon died in a limo. It exploded when he got into his ride after a Raw taping. And yes, we were meant to think he was dead, even though he wasn't wrestling. The story was canned after the horrific Chris Benoit tragedy, and rightfully so. And there's plenty of different thoughts on who was meant to be behind this. Mr. Kennedy, Kennedy's name is often cited. The one that comes up far more is none other than... Linda McMahon, you heard that right. This would have run through to the next WrestleMania, and this is where Ken would get involved. Linda was going to hand him the company as he was portrayed as Vince's illegitimate son before Triple H returned to fight Kennedy and win the WWE back. For some reason, McMahon would then reveal that he wasn't dead, and yes, this would have been terrible. And also, how the hell was Vince going to hide himself from the public eye? I don't think he thought this one through at all. 